Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Inside Track, brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. I am your host and publisher, Greg Tutmiler. I am speaking today with Lee Sims, often referred to as a Colorado music icon and a down-home superstar. Lee's most recent CD is titled Deep in the Heart of Me. Thanks for joining me today, Lee. You bet, Greg. Nice to be with you. So you're uh, you're in sunny Cal- uh, Colorado, right? Yes, right, right in the heart of Colorado. Uh, I live in uh, Aurora, Colorado, which is a suburb to Denver. Okay. So. Okay. And are you Pretty guys finally done with snow? We're, we're talking now in, in early June, but I, I I know you get a lot of it out there pretty late. Oh man, we had right at the end of May, we got a big snowstorm, just uh, killed a lot of uh, a lot of uh, trees. Oh man, uh, it was such a such a heavy snow that it just broke the branches. Yeah, and so. yeah. We're we're still kind of recovering from that last snow, but uh, we're finally up in the 70s, so yeah. that's, uh, I don't think we're going to get much snow out of that. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> so how long have you been in the music business? Uh, I began at uh, 15, and that was in 1965. Okay. So, so what is that, about 50 years? Yeah, wow. Yeah, I read, I think, in the notes that you started actually singing at five. Is that right? Yeah, I, I used to do a lot of singing, obviously, that was in the house. And my folks had, um, back in those days, we, we had the vinyl records. And so um, I used to use a turntable that I could get uh, a 45, a 33, and I could e- actually even slow the speed down to 16. And that's how I learned. That's actually how I learned a lot of my, uh, uh, when I was learning how to play guitar, is I would slow it down that slow. Oh, and my brain, okay. my brain, my brain could comprehend it a lot better at that <laughs> yeah. speed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I saw in the notes that um, uh, you mentioned uh, a, a little, a bit of a story about your dad taking you to jam sessions when you were a youngster. And tell me, tell me what that was like, and 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 how that led you to get your music career started. Uh, it was it was quite quite enlightening because um, it, obviously when my dad would take me to these places, I was one of the youngest people there, and then uh, you know prodding me a little bit to get up there and start performing and singing the songs. Obviously, mm-hmm. at that point, I was I wasn't playing guitar, but uh, he had a friend who played guitar, and I, he would play songs, and I would sing behind him. And so um, I was, you know, I was always playing to an older audience at that time. And it just gave me enough confidence to continue on. And my dad uh, had a lot of experience in the nightclub scene. He uh, he was 
uh, in the army, mm-hmm. and he he did a lot of NCO clubs, and so he would okay. book the talent in those NCO clubs, and I got to you know I got to meet some of the talent that he booked. So obviously he's he's uh, put me in a position to uh, to you know talk to people that are in the business mm-hmm. and, and you know getting me a little bit of. Uh, uh, a stepping stone right there. So, mm-hmm. uh, but at any rate, so being able to uh, get in the in the nightclubs at such an early age gave me a lot of experience. And, sure. and once I was old enough to do it on my own, and of course I I had that uh, education behind me. So, uh, and then uh, it was just something natural that I wanted to do. I, I would sing all the time, and then the next next natural step was to pick up the guitar and start singing along with the guitar, and then. Then forming a band, uh, which I did that probably that probably in nineteen sixty five, I think it was the first band I ever had. Okay. And and we just you know took one thing at a time. Uh, obviously, the big thing back in those days was the the Beatles. But I was mm-hmm. I was hammering I was hammering out the uh, the uh, Hank Snows, Hank Hank Thompson, Hank Williams, and Tennessee Ernie Ford, Johnny Cash. I was doing all that stuff back there when. When the Beatles were popular, mm-hmm. so okay. I, I don't know. I don't know which side of the fence I <laughs> was trying to be on. <laughs> I'd listen to the Beatles and play Johnny Cash, you know. So, so you you were playing in a band, junior high, high school. Where is this? Has this been a uh, full time career, off and on? What, what did the process look like once you once you got to the point where you know, music is what you know in your heart? What was coming out? Uh, well, actually, I did it all the way through uh, high school, okay. and um, so that kind of supported me as far as you know, purchasing stuff for for myself, uh, clothes and lunches and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then once I got out of high school, I I went to college, um, not kind of aimlessly. I didn't really have an ambition. You know, I was just you know trying to further my education, but I didn't have a specific field, and I really didn't have a a goal. It was just trying to get get a little more education. Mm-hmm. And that whole time, I was playing music, um, and I played music totally up until probably about uh, twelve years ago, fifteen years ago at max. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, then I started. Uh, I'm a letter carrier during the day right now, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, I went to the post office and and got the quote a real job. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I mean, you know, I was fortunate enough to uh, to be able to play music, uh, basically my entire life, mm-hmm. and, and make a living at it. Okay. Not not a great living, but certainly uh, a living. And I was very fortunate to be married to a lovely woman who uh, who really had the real job, and she she allowed me mm-hmm. to to pursue my dreams and play in music. So yeah, yeah. Okay. It worked out really good. And I, I uh, you do voiceover work, right? Commercials? Is that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I started. I started doing uh, commercial jingles, singing them, and then doing the voiceover track as well. Uh, back in the seventies, okay. And have been. I hit a spell there for about ten, twelve years where it was really prolific, and and I probably made as much money doing that as I did actually playing in the band. Mm, so okay. This was really good for for quite some time. And now, now I still do voiceovers. I um, I have a uh, internet radio show, kind of you know you know hiatus right now. But uh, the internet radio shows on the Country Bear, 
RichardBearRadio.com. Yeah. And so I've been doing that for almost 10 years, too. Okay. And you you consider yourself country music artist, and, you know, and your music, I think, is in, in the authentic sense country. But sadly, you know, the mainstream has kind of a different idea of what country music sounds like these days. Is Do you find that that makes it more difficult to 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 be the artist that you are does it make it easier to find your niche is it uh, what, what is what's your thoughts about that well i believe that uh, for me it's actually redefined who i am mm-hmm. because a, a lot of people are in a quandary as to where they where their listening ear is really going like um some of the people, let me rephrase that. There are people that don't particularly care for today's genre of country mm-hmm. and would prefer the more contemporary classic mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. And so I'm finding, I'm finding a new audience, actually, okay. people that are, that are moving away from mainstream country and looking for something else. And, and you know, it, it can work both ways, but in this Colorado region here, it is a pretty eclectic uh, group of people mm-hmm. at, with, a, with a wide range of listening uh, preferences. And we hit on everything. I can't even begin to tell you. We cover all the genres of music here in Colorado, so it's, a, right. it's, really, wide, it's really wide open as far as, uh, as, far as your listening audience. Mm-hmm. And so every, everybody does probably fall into that round, round peg or square mm-hmm. peg, whatever it is. Sure, yeah. No, but, but yeah, I, actually, right now, I, I kind of find that there's a lot of people that are coming around. They're rediscovering the roots. Mm-hmm. And and I, I'm old enough, I guess I'm a root. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard somebody refer to it today as the new hillbelly revolution. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I think you might be onto something there with, with the you know, people rediscovering. Certainly, you know, we see that in the festival scene. Um, every year there's new festivals and the ones that have been around are bigger than they were the year before. Right. And, you know, speaking of the different types of country as well, uh, there's a lot of offshoots of it. We have here in this area, we have, um, we have a lot of what I would call honky tonk where they're using the upright bass. They Mm -hmm. really are recreating like the fifties country. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, when you have Johnny Cash with, uh, the blues of Perkins and 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 the band that he had at that time with the upright bass and even before the drums, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of bands are moving in that direction too. Mm-hmm. So it's you know there's a there's a lot to choose from when you look at country. Music. Yeah, you're right. There is. Do you, do you have a particular type of venue, or are you are you in the festival circuit? Where do, where does you, where do you feel like your music fits with what kind of audience would it be? Well, right now it, it is primarily nightclub. Okay. Um, we do get into some festivals. We do work some fair dates, and we also do um, we also do some. Uh, well, we'll do like a Fourth of July festival this year, and so we do we venture outside of the club. Mm-hmm. And obviously, for me at at this point in my career, I would really prefer to play the the uh, the festivals and and things like that mm-hmm. because you you get a wider spectrum. Of people, sure. Your work when you're working in nightclubs, that nightclub is located wherever it is, and they have their clientele, and and 
hopefully you have some people that will follow you to this plane, uh, to this uh, club, and, and you kind of mix them all together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you kind of find out where everything goes there. But, I mean, when you're doing the festival, people come from all over and and not, not necessarily to see one person. Right. They, they come to see everybody. Right. And so it, it gives you a new listening audience. Sure, yeah. Your music, are, are you writing most, all of your songs? I don't, uh, I don't write, but okay. I do have people that I'm associated with who do write. Okay. And this, uh, this Deep in the Heart of Me has uh, nine original songs on it. The okay. only cover... The only cover is a Mickey Newberry song, Why You've Been Gone So Long. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so the rest of the songs on it are original in the aspect that um, that they were written by a local uh, a local writer here mm-hmm. in the Colorado area. Okay. All of them from the same individual or, or several different yep. writers? Okay. okay. No, on this one, they were all by the same individual. I... Uh, I got one of his songs and asked for another, and before he knew it, I had the entire album with his material. So, yeah, okay. Uh, he's uh, he's very good. Yeah, Randy Norton is his name, and he's okay. uh, just an incredible songwriter, and I'm very fortunate to be able to call him my friend and also uh, I'd be able to uh, sing his songs. Yeah. What, what, what do you look for in a song when you, when you pick one that you want to record? Well, there's two aspects to me. Uh, most of all, is what the uh, what the song is trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know, what the story behind it. Uh, that that's really the kicker to me because I, I, I like to tell story songs. Uh, and and then the second thing would be the melody, the structure of the song. Mm-hmm. And so those two things are are what sets me up. You know, I'm not quite sure how other people feel about about you know how they go about their songs, but mm-hmm. that's that's what I look at. And you you played uh, guitar. Did you play any of the other instruments on the on the album? Uh, no. As a matter of fact, I went to uh, Nashville, and I have some other um, friends there in Nashville that uh, I used on this particular session. Okay. So all I all I did on this was the vocals, and um, but. Uh, we got a really good sound. Yeah, so I, was, okay. I was very pleased. So you you've got the chance to play with uh, you know some of the greats, Waylon Jennings, George Strait, Buck Owens, as well as you know your own headlining events. Do you have a particular performance or experience that stands out as one of the more memorable ones for you? Uh, well. Uh, the two that stand out, there's actually two for me. Um, one was being the headline, uh, not being the headline, but being the opening act for uh, Waylon Jennings okay. at a concert he did on the Western Slope here in Colorado. That was very memorable. I was, well, probably mid to late 20s at the time, and so it was, mm-hmm. and he was, you know, at the top of his game at that point. So that was, uh, that was something that really stands out. Yeah, my for sure. And then, and then the other, uh, the other thing that stands out to me was that we were the uh, backup band for George Strait on his very first Denver, Colorado appearance. Oh, okay. At that time, he he wasn't taking his band. This was right after he released uh, Down and Out and Unwound. Yeah. A couple of those tunes from his very first album. Yeah. And so, so that was really 
you know, hindsight being what it is, we we had no clue who George Strait was at that time. But <laughs> we sure we sure found out quickly. Yeah. How long did that last? Uh, that was just one show that we played with him. Okay. He, just, he came he came into town for one night, and so we learned the material he had on his um, album, and he came in. He was just the personable guy that he is today. You know, yeah. He's okay. Really, really down to earth. Wow, that's cool. So you, you mentioned a few minutes ago that you you kind of stepped away from full time music career and and uh, went to work for the postal service. So what what's is that is that the is that the new you is there is it uh what's next what do you, what do you have what do you have in the works for 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 the future for uh, lee sims well what i'm doing right now is really trying to promote this particular cd i would like to uh be able to uh grab another one and i'm trying to build a uh, um you know another the new fan base like you were saying mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. and um you know, I'm looking to hopefully retire from the post office here within another year, mm-hmm. and then I'm, my intentions are to go full time back into um, to to the music aspect. Yeah, of it. okay. Yeah, my my wife and I tra- plan to travel. We have a fifth wheel that we we love to go around the country in, and so um, that that's my plan at this point is to take it to that level. Sure. Where yeah. Uh, we can we can play and travel and. And, and play on another aspect. So gonna, that's the plan. So is most of your performance currently local to the Colorado area, or are you getting out into some of the some of the other neighboring states? Uh, no, at this, at this very time, it's all here locally uh, within, say, 150 miles of the Denver area. Okay. Um, but because I'm really limited working for the Postal Service. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Either I have to schedule um, something out of state during a time that I would, you know, be taking a vacation day or something mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. or I have to have it within driving distance so that I can drive to the job and, and get back home yeah. and still and still do my day job. Yeah, so it, yeah. it kind of puts uh, handcuffs on me to a point. Sure, yeah. But uh, you know, when you love doing it like I do, then you just you do you, you try to make the concessions that you have to to play the music and, and and take care of your day obligations. Well, it's the life of a working musician too, right? You know, <laughs> not many are fortunate enough to to be on the road full time and uh, so, you know, it sounds like you've been able to kind of find that nice uh, that, that nice balance between you were and now you're not and you're working your way back towards that again. Yeah, exactly. And it was, you know, uh, music really hit a real lull in this area. And this has been my home all along, mm-hmm. so I wasn't going to pick up roots and move at that point, uh, especially at, at that age, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I opted to do, uh, you know, the postal service and and be able to bring home a, a paycheck that was worthy of my time. Sure. Yeah. And um, then I started, like you said, I, then I started rebuilding the music and, and putting them both together. Yeah. And and it is it gets kind of. Um, it gets kind of uh, dicey sometimes, but uh, it all works out. Yeah. And, and so, so long as a year or so down the line, I can be happy just playing music. That's that's really pretty much for for yeah. my uh, thoughts are taking me right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. I, I, did did I understand you to say that you're you're working towards a new CD, another one on the way? Yes. 
and still in collaboration with uh, Randy. Yeah. The uh, the guy who wrote all the songs in that okay. other one. So yeah, that's that's where we're heading right now. Plus uh, plus videos. I'm still doing videos from uh, from deep in the heart of me. I've got a new video coming out. Uh, probably within the next week or so. Okay. Uh, it may be two weeks. I'm not quite sure. It is in post-production, and you know, once you get your your initial copy of that, then there's always a few few tweaks that have to be made. Sure. But, um, but I'm looking here within the next couple of weeks to okay. release that one. And the song in that one is Uncle Joe, okay. which will be my fourth uh, my fourth uh, release from the CD. Yeah. And. Um, Three of the, uh, my first three have made internet charts, the internet country charts, which is where I tend to get the most airplay. Don't get so much airplay on the terrestrial stations there. Yeah. They're pretty much, they're pretty much tied up with your top 40 countries. Right. Yeah, I um, know. If that's what you call it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that's kind of the way you just have to look at it. And you, you just keep pushing your music where, where it seems to be sure. most appropriate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, I've reached uh, the number one spot with three of my uh, of my first four releases. Okay, so that's great. I'm real happy with that. People have been real receptive to the music. So, how can people find you? How can they? Um, what outlets on the internet do you, where they can can they find your music? What's your website? Uh, my website is uh, leesims.com, uh, and Sims only has one M in it. So, okay. leesims.com. Um, my music is available on that site as well, uh, but you can also find me at um, uh, iTunes, CD Baby, um, also on Facebook and Twitter, and Instagram as well. Okay. So those are pretty much my social media outlets. Yeah, sure. Yeah, see, see if I'm thinking of losing something else. I think that's everything. I think that covers it. Okay. Well, I enjoyed talking to you, Lee, and uh, we wish you much success. Thank you. Greg, thank you so much for your time. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Inside Track. We sure do appreciate you sticking around. Join us again real soon when we get together with another great artist and talking about their music. Have a great day. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.